0: Hey guys, Daryl Watts here. Uh, Before we get into this podcast, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there for everybody that's listening. Firstly, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. But if anybody is listening to this podcast for the sake of advice, well, for the sake of actually trying to solicit advice from a professional, then I'm not your guy. I would recommend that you listen to another podcast that has just that a professional mental health personnel, psychologists, and all of them. But if you're listening to me just to hear my story, hear other people's story, and just solicited uh, some knowledge or some educational stuff from what I read, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. But other than that, thank you for listening and enjoying this podcast what are the effects of racism on mental health or health and mental health in children and young people the american academy of pediatrics aap is so concerned about how racism racism affects with well-being of young people that it released a 2019 policy statement on it. The statement says that failure to address racism in the United States will continue to undermine health equity of all children, adolescents, emerging adults, and their families. Researchers have linked racism to poor birth outcomes such as infant mortality for BIPOC, Studies study suggests that mothers who report experiences of racism are more likely to have babies with a low birth weight, which can cause further health problems for infants later in life. Like older BIPOC, young people also experience the ongoing stress of living with and witnessing racism and discrimination. As young BIPOC gets older, they risk development chronic health conditions similar to their parents. Mental health. The AAP recommends that young people who report experiences of racism should undergo routine assessment for mental health conditions, including PTSD, anxiety, grief, and depression. The AAP also said that even if children do not directly experience racism themselves, they could be just as significantly affected by witnessing racism as those who experience it firsthand. Intense and persistent stress can influence how the brain develops, intensifying negative emotions such as fear and impacting learning and memory. How to live healthily while facing racism. Biopark alone should not carry the burden of coping with racism. To reduce discrimination, everyone must address structural disadvantage. Uh, socioeconomic deprivation and institutionalized racism. However, there is evidence to suggest that certain factors can help people cope with the negative effects of racism, both physically and mentally. Talk about racist experiences with others. According to the APA, which is the American Psychological Association, talking about racist experiences instead of bottling them up can help a person process feelings of distress in the aftermath of racial trauma and stress. Similarly, engaging with, instead of ignoring, racism is likely beneficial. A person may feel strong emotions such as anger, distress, or hopelessness when sharing these experiences. Some studies have suggested that Talking about racism can even exacerbate distress distress and depression for some people. There is nothing to be ashamed of about these feelings, but if talking about experiences of racism makes someone feel worse, then a counselor may be able to help a person process these emotions. Get involved in social activism. Many people find it helpful to channel feelings of anger and injustice into activism and campaigning for racial equality. Being involved in a movement that is working toward progressive change can help people connect with a network of like-minded people and find purpose. A 2018 study found that political activism served as a protective factor to to mitigate the negative effect of racial and ethnic discrimination or stress and depression among Latinx students at a predominantly white college in the U.S. However, for black students, higher levels of political activism had an association with more stress and anxiety compared to black students who were less politi- politically involved. We need more research to understand the dispari- disparities in racism as a coping mechanism for different ethnic groups. However, a history of law enforcement targeting black activists and police violence at more recent Black Lives Matter protests from reports by advocacy, um, Avocacy Group, M.S.D. International, may explain these at great, greater level of stress and anxiety. A 2022 study suggested that social activism might be an important method for coping with emotional stress from watching media coverage of police brutality and protests. But the authors say... They need more research to understand how African Americans might engage in social activism without adversely impacting mental health. Um, Now, I continue that with uh, uh, medical news today. Of course, I still have the description and the link. Once again, I am, of course, preaching all the words of mental health. But at the same time, with mental health also comes racism. We need to speak more on this also. So you're gonna hear a lot of this. Because just as much as mental health matters, racism matters just as more. So I'm leaving that there at this in particular point and keep in mind that we still need to as you know people of color to actually bring more awareness and hopefully we can bring more change to racism alongside mental health. That's the message. Alright, and welcome back to another edition of Breaking Mental Health with Durham. I am that guy. I am your guy, Daryl. So, just did the message. Um, my journey, your journey. I'll be looking into that in a hot second. And we're continuing with domestic violence. This is the fourth part of domestic violence in Illinois. Illinois. I appreciate you guys listening on any platform. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Highland Park, Chicago, Deerfield, and Berwyn, Illinois. I appreciate y'all for listening. I will be doing stats for the city of uh, for the state of Illinois. So stay tuned for that. Right now, my journey, your journey. So. My journey, your journey, as we continue on with domestic violence and racism in the world, hit me up on the email, breakingmiddleh dot uh, If you're not comfortable with that, just go ahead and hit me up on the DMs, uh, on uh, social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Twitter at Love University, and tw- uh, I'm sorry, Instagram, Love University. And Let's continue having these uncomfortable talks as we talk about um, racism and mental health and mental health itself. Um, There's a lot of things that's been going on in the world of that, and we really need to continue to have these conversations. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of other things that are really going on in the people's minds that they really cannot recover from because change has not really happened when it comes down to Uh, Racism and it do affects their mental health Now a lot of people are not going to be understanding about this And that's okay As long as that a lot of these people are open minded To actually sitting down and listening And actually taking the time to understand And listen to what is going on In the world of racism and mental health As colored people Then yeah we can actually move forward. But let's have these uncomfortable conversations. Email me or hit me up on the DMs or social media. Okay. So before I actually get into um, domestic violence again, um, I've been meaning to say this for um, um, for maybe like a couple of months now, but I need. Um, I'm just kind of curious at this point right now. Um, I want to know. Uh, hit me up on the the DMs and uh, uh, on the uh, email too. Um, let me know if anybody that has listened to my podcast, that has actually tried um, Magic Minds, um, uh, two-shot energy drinks, let me know if you actually tried it. And hit me up on the DMs and uh, email me if you can. And let me know your experience coming to um, those two-shot energy drinks, uh, the two-ounce energy drinks. Uh, let me know what that is. I, I'm just very curious about uh, anybody that's tried it, where they stand, and how it has affected them, especially when it comes down to the jitters of um, trying to beat anxiety and um, and all of that. So just let me know. So I'm just curious about that. So let's go ahead and do this domestic violence. Um before I actually hit up Illinois, the state of Illinois, I am going to um, say this. Um, I know that a lot of people do uh, watch the news. Um, Bren Forbes, uh, an NBA free agent right now, he uh, got arrested uh, Wednesday, February 15th of uh, this year. And a little after five o'clock in the morning, I want to say about five fifteen. After a verbal argument with fiance, uh, with well, um, ex fiance, you can say at least right now, Elsa uh, Jean. Uh, he got arrested for um, domestic violence. So he was arrested on uh, suspicion of assault with bodily injury and misdemeanor, and uh, her entire body was bruised up. And she has two black eyes and is terrified, uh, according to sources close to her. Uh, Forbes felt threatened allegedly by Jean's success after her OnlyFans account took off and the launch of her podcast, Heartbreakers, which she co-hosts with her friend and manager James Haas. Oh, James Moss, I'm sorry. Uh, she has all, uh, her own clothing line, and Forbes wanted to be the only successful one in their relationship. Jean has called out the engagement, but not sure if she will press charges. That right there. This right here. This is why the stats of domestic violence is not on the record. When people get too nervous or too petrified to press charges... They are afraid on what would happen if, you know, the the, the uh, abuser beats the charge, you know, acquit them, not guilty, or they actually plead them guilty and they only get in like 10 years, 5 years, or a few months in prison for their behavior and they could come back and, you know, start up again. And this is why These types of things happen. Because it feels like at this point. Oh damn it's pointless. It's just fucking pointless. And these are what. You know. These are what victims. Are pretty much feeling like. And there's probably. Many other reasons why they uh, feel like. That they shouldn't press charges. Not to mention for what I said. But there could be other different reasons. But for me. That just. That's just why, right there, when you're undecided about it, a lot of people could be like, oh, hell yeah, press charges on this fool. I'm done. But it's obvious that she really loved this man. She really loved this man because she really trusted who he was. And she never thought in the million years that he was going to be the way that he was. And in my personal opinion, I'm not speaking for her, but based off of this, you know, she was being successful because he was successful in basketball, you know, why not take two successful people, turn them into one and they can have a fabulous life. You know, they could have, you know, they could have done so many things if Brent Forbes wasn't an an idiot. Thinking about only him being the, you know, success in the relationship. Man, because I'm just going to be real. Just, just putting it off to the side. I'm just going to be straight up real. If I had an opportunity. If I had the opportunity. For any relationship that I had been in. If they were successful, you bet your bottom dollar, I will be the happiest man for her. I wouldn't give a damn what anybody think about me living off her. If she chose that I could live off her, damn it, no problem with me. I could be a stay-at-home dad. I can do my own side hustle. I wouldn't have to worry about shit. But you're thinking about a damn one person minded on being successful in a relationship. What the camole fuck? Are you for real right now? Never in my right mind, I would sit here in a heartbeat and not think that anybody is making more money than me. Does it make them better than me? No way. She's making more money than me because she worked hard for what she did. Hell, I'm getting there. But that'll sit there and I wouldn't chop that up because of what she's doing. Okay, maybe the OnlyFans is probably, you know, um, a little different, to so to speak. OnlyFans could be different, but it's not because she's doing this to be a cheater. She's not doing this because she, you know, wants to sneak around behind uh, Forbes' back or anything like that. It's just because that's where all the money's coming from. OnlyFans. That's what's coming from. People are baking bread from OnlyFans more than they have in their careers. You've seen teachers. You've seen content creators. You've seen them all move over to OnlyFans because that's where the money is at. It may not apply for some people for Elsa Gina did. But that doesn't excuse Brent Forbes for what he did either. If Brent Forbes didn't like what she was doing, then that should have been a pure 100% conversation. That should have been a conversation they should have sat down and had and see if they could meet a mutual agreement or mutual point to where that he can accept what she's doing and she can accept what he's doing and... Maybe limited or something, or limit something. These are just expressions that I'm speaking in, based of an opinion. This is not facts that I'm speaking on. It's just an opinion. So, you know, it's just an expression. I just hate when that happens. It's just 100% bullified bullshit. It totally is. So Forbes is out on a $2,500 bail. Uh, arraignment itself set for March 20th. And according to the police report, Forbes had an argument with Jean before striking her several times after the couple arrived home from L.A. Contour Resort and Spa. And right now, the case is still under investigation. And I am definitely going to be keeping an eye on this because the... The physical part of domestic violence should not lead up to a small punishment. Any type of domestic violence should be a big penalty. And this right here confirms it for me. If you give a girl two black eyes, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. And this right here, Brent Forbes, he's going to pay what he did. He's going to pay. And this was in, uh, I believe it was in Texas. San Antonio or somewhere like a, uh, miles away from San Antonio. So I think it was in Texas. I know that for, uh, for a fact. So, yeah. You know, and i watched Brent Forbes um when he um, played for Milwaukee Bucks and his two stints with San Antonio Spurs. You know, you would think for a hot minute that the way that he's played basketball, that, you know, the success could actually lead him to more, bigger success. Now, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He just fell off the map. Now, I don't know how long um, these two have been dating, but Evidently at some point there should there might have been some distraction from Brim Forbes and uh his performance that could have actually bothered him when it came down to him and uh Elsa Jean's relationship. I could be wrong, but like I said, I don't know how long they've been dating. So that is um that is a uh, one point to look at. But I just know for a fact that you know, he, he he's gonna to have to pay for what he did. He's gonna to have to pay. So when March twentieth comes, it'll be like the beginning of hopefully um his plea or how he's gonna plead. And I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna plead not guilty at the at the um matter of anything. He'll probably plead not guilty and the evidence begins you know, later on, so since this case is still remaining in the, under an investigation they're gathering everything that they can, I'm pretty sure they are now they're asking questions, they're doing this, they're doing that so we'll see what happens Illinois here we go let's go ahead and take a look at let's take a look at um Stats for you guys in domestic violence. Hopefully that um, will get somewhere with this and will create some changes because we have to change. These numbers are sad. Reading from Indiana to... um, There was another um, state of New York... And now, get ready to be Illinois. These are sad numbers, so let's read them. Uh, 41.5% of Illinois' uh, women and 25.9% of Illinois' men experienced intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking in their lifetimes. In 2014, almost 65,800 intimate violence incidents were reported to Illinois' law enforcement many others went unreported. In between July 2013 and June 2014, there were 84 domestic violence-related deaths in Illinois, including 15 children. In 2017, there were 47 reported adult domestic violence homicide victims. 40% of reported adult domestic violence homicides were committed with firearms. As of December 31st, 2019, Illinois has submitted 3,565 domestic violence misdemeanors and 434 active protective order records to the NICS index. Did you know one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner? On a typical day, local domestic violence hotlines receive approximately 19,159 calls an average of approximately 13 calls every minute. In 2018, domestic violence accounted for 20% of all violent crime. Abusers' access to firearms increases the risk, increases the risk of intimate partner femicide at least fivefold. When firearms have been used in the most severe abuse incident, the risk increases 41-fold. 65% of all murder-suicides involved an intimate partner, and 96% of the victims of these crimes are female. Domestic violence and dating violence misdemeanants are prohibited from possessing firearms. Stalking is a felony in Illinois. Respondents to final protective orders are prohibited from possessing firearms, including dating partners. Respondents to ex parte protective orders are prohibited from possessing firearms, including dating partners. Persons prohibited due to a domestic violence or dating violence misdemeanor conviction or a protective order must surrender their firearms. Law enforcement responding to a domestic violence incident are required to confiscate any firearms they have probable cause to believe were used in an incident. Background checks are required for all gun sales. that's Illinois. I want everybody to know and understand that you have you have options. You have choices in your life and one of those things is you do something about it or you don't do nothing about it. You know, it all depends it all depends on your bravery it just all depends on your bravery on how you decide you can keep yourself safe and if you have kids or a kid and anybody else to keep them safe um i remember i watched um yeah, I've been the back of year one. Um I watch um Homicide Hunter. Now I haven't watched Homicide Hunter with Lieutenant Joe Kinder for quite a while now. Um, because I've pretty much watched all of his seasons of his shows. And believe it or not, Joe Kinder has spoken on the terms of how he was feeling and how he Was handling all of his cases When he was You know In ranking positions Of his job And You best to believe That Homicide Hunter show In my personal opinion Is, is speaking based off of Mental health You know I'll recommend it for police officers on how they're feeling when it comes to these type of calls. And I remember watching one episode that he had to respond to a domestic violence call. Which involved, of course, a man, his woman, a child, and a dog. Now, if anybody watched Homicide Hunter, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, The little girl was at least nine years old. And um, the guy was very abusive towards both the woman and the child. And one of the things that stood out to me, like I said, Everybody has a plan. Right? Everybody has a plan. If you get your neighbors involved, if you get everybody that you know involved, they will help you. So this little girl saw police cars way down the street when she had a little accident. And she had to go upstairs and change her pants because she had a big accident. You can't control it because... You're scared of the the, for her you're scared of the dad for what he's doing, and how he's treating everybody. And when she went upstairs to go change pants, she saw the police cars all the way down the street. So, thank God they had a dog. You always gonna have a plan, right? So, when do you know? The man told her that she only had, what, twenty seconds to change her pants and get your butt down here. Next thing you know, she got that dog on the leash and said, hey, I, I got to take the dog out. It wasn't going to do it at first. It wasn't going to do it at first. And what do you know? There's police officers surrounding the house. Don't even know it. So when she gets the permission to get the dog out, She goes out with the dog and there were the police. They took her to a safe place and wish she never came back he went out there. All guns was drawn to that abuser. Had the gun with him and everything. So he got out with a clean escape and they got out of that. But he really didn't serve much of a big sentence either. Which could be uh, terrifying. But... With the way that that little girl responded to, you know, the abuse. Like I said, you have a plan. It's off your uniqueness. It's off of your creativity. You know, everybody can be in it together, right? So let that be uplifting and be a little bit more like, okay, I'm in this situation. I know with a plan. I could get myself out. Because last week I shared a guide of uh, creating a safety plan. Um, If anybody has not listened to last week's show, um, episode number uh, 17, part 3 of Domestic Violence, I recommend that you guys listen to it and listen to the uh, guide. Um, The links are also in the description too. You can also check it out. So... That's just my whole gist and point on how a lot of these things can be, you know, settled based off uniqueness and creativity. It's never over. It's never over until it's over. You could get away sky clean or something bad can happen. And it's very uplifting. So just just think about that. You know, just think about that. There's always a place of survival And for many reasons why you stand on this earth to be advocates for it. Right? So, that's all I have, y'all. That's all I have. I appreciate everybody's time. I appreciate everybody listening to me. There are other minions of podcasts out there based on mental health. You guys take the moment to listen to mine. And I really, really appreciate it. I really do. Uh, Once again, hit me up on the DMs, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Love University, Instagram, Love University. Um, You can hit me up on the email, uh, breakingmiddleh at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let's talk. Let's talk. Join me next week. I am continuing domestic violence. I said it's going to be a long one. This is the longest I have done in a series For any particular parts of mental health, domestic violence is my longest. I am doing part five next week. So join me. I will be reading the state by state uh, stats on domestic violence. So join me next week. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes to listening, you're one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.